Grace and peace are yours and abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us this morning comes from Jeremiah chapter 26. Picking up at verse 11, we hear, Then the priests and prophets said to the officials and to all the people, This man deserves the sentence of death because he has prophesied against this city, as you have heard with your own ears. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the officials and all the people, saying, The Lord sent me to prophesy against this house and this city all the words you have heard. Therefore, mend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will relent of the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, behold, I am in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants, for in truth the Lord sent me to you to speak all these words in your ears. This is the word of the Lord. We all know of someone who's earned the label lost cause. We see it whenever someone is stubborn, stubbornly stuck in their ways, refusing to change, even when they have been shown that what they're doing is wrong. So you can understand a little bit of what's going on with Jeremiah. From a modern perspective, Jeremiah's prophetic ministry sounds unfulfilling, unattractive, and unsuccessful. He runs into hardcore political opposition with kings, openly threatening his life. Then there's religious opposition. Other prophets spoke against Jeremiah. They preached peace and prosperity. Everything's going to be fine. Whereas Jeremiah, speaking the truth, warned of judgment and destruction. And that's not all. A priest had Jeremiah beaten and put in stocks, his body clamped in place so he couldn't move. Another time, he'd be thrown into a deep hole where he sank down into the mud and left for dead. Jeremiah was only doing his job. The Lord had sent him as his messenger of warning to the temple. And the message is simple. The people of Judah need to change, to reform their ways and actions, to obey the Lord, to listen to His commands. Otherwise, God will make the temple like Shiloh, which is to say, desolate and destroyed. And this city, an object of cursing among the nations. Return to the Lord, because right now you're rocketing towards a destruction of your own making. 
That's the gist of what Jeremiah was sent to say. And how did that go over? Well, it's all in today's Old Testament lesson. As soon as Jeremiah finished speaking God's words, the people crowded around him. They grabbed him. They could not believe Jeremiah would say such horrible things would happen to this temple and this city. Utterly offended, they rage at Jeremiah. You must die. Kill the messenger. They refused to listen, to change. They did not want to hear that there was any problem with them. They wanted to hear there would be peace and prosperity in the land. And the way that they were living and acting was just fine. And so when the officials come to figure out what all the ruckus is about, the priests and the prophets, people who were supposed to be in tune with God's Word and warnings, insist this man should be sentenced to death because he has prophesied against this city. Now here's a question. Who do you relate to more in this situation? It could very well be that you feel connected to Jeremiah. You are concerned for an individual because an addictive behavior was getting out of hand and you told them. Or someone was working too much and needed to be spending more time with the family, so you let them know. You reached out to someone who stopped coming to church, you spoke up. But they refused to change. They didn't want to hear it. And there were consequences then in that relationship. And it feels to you like kill the messenger. And this is a little harder to take, but it could be that you relate to the people in the crowd in the temple. I'm the one getting upset because of what I'm hearing. I'm quick to insist. It's not that bad. I have it under control. And that can quickly escalate. How dare you tell me that what I'm doing is wrong. I lash out. I want to kill the messenger. Maybe not literally, but at least inflict some pain equal to the level of my embarrassment because I've been found out. This really is a terrible problem. In sin, no one wants to be helped. No one wants to hear it. It's not just they who are the lost cause. 
mean? What then is there to do? At the end of this scripture passage, Jeremiah says, Now, therefore, mend your ways and your deeds, and obey the voice of the Lord your God, and the Lord will relent of the disaster that he has pronounced against you. But as for me, I'm in your hands. Do with me as seems good and right to you. Only know for certain that if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves and upon this city and its inhabitants. For the Lord has sent me to speak these words to you. Now there's two things I want you to notice here. Number one, I ask the question, what is there to do? The prophet says, mend your ways and deeds and obey the voice of the Lord. It's a classic call to repentance. And the call would not be issued if it were not possible. It is a sincere invitation. Mend your ways and obey the Lord. That's the first thing. The second thing is really remarkable. Jeremiah says to those who want to kill him, if you put me to death, you will bring innocent blood upon yourselves. And if you keep reading in chapter 26, you soon learn that cooler heads prevailed and Jeremiah was not put to death that day. However, about 600 years later, another messenger of God would be surrounded by those who did not want to hear the painful truth. He was violently opposed, falsely accused, and sentenced to death on a cross. What was not done to Jeremiah was done to Jesus. His innocent blood was spilled. But that did not unleash a curse. Instead, that innocent blood became a life-giving stream. Jesus' innocent blood became the currency that paid off our sin debts and purchased us in a great redemptive act. Jesus, the innocent, was sentenced and punished for you and me, the guilty. What was not done to Jeremiah was done to Jesus, and it saved you. It opened the way to God for you and me. Do you believe this? Is this news of Jesus' sacrifice in your stead the functional trust of your heart, the one thing you lean on to know that you matter? I pray that it is.
that you draw your sense of worth from the fact that Jesus was willing to switch places with you. I pray you know how deeply you are loved because Jesus was willing to become the curse so that you could be blessed. To become the lost cause so that you could be found. Mend your ways and actions. Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Believe the gospel, which says that the disaster of sin's consequences fell on Jesus so that it wouldn't fall on you. And let that give you the tenderness and the truthfulness you need to stand for Him. Please pray with me. Almighty God, Heavenly Father, through Your powerful Word, You continue to speak Your message of repentance leading to the forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ to all people in all places. Even in places where people cannot physically go, your message is traveling. Send your Holy Spirit to accompany that message to lead people to sincere repentance, to turn from their sin, to return to you, and to seek from you, through your Son, full pardon for sins and redemption that brings them back into your arms, into your kingdom. And let us, each in our own way, be living ambassadors of this message to suffer whatever we may as we bear that message wherever we go and through it to offer life to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.